Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is a Lip Media Podcast. This episode of Word of the Gay is brought to you by Koala. Koala mattresses have a removable, washable cover, keeping your mattress looking and feeling fresh. Visit koala.com and get $150 off purchases over $1,000 when you use the code Word of the Gay at checkout. This episode of Word of the Gay is brought to you by The Wine Gallery. Give the gift of a wine subscription to someone you love this Christmas. Visit thewinegallery.com.au and get $25 off your first box when you use the code Word of the Gay at checkout. Beyonce said slay, Shantae you stay, you say that's fishy, well I say he's dishy, we say that's fierce, so sing all my queers. Don't go nowhere, just prick up your ears, the word of the gay. Welcome to Word of the Gay, where we aim to dissect common words in the queer lexicon with regard to their history, contemporary usage in the LGBT plus community, and in pop culture at large. I'm Lenny, and this is my camp co-host, Brendy. Hello! Hey, Brendy. Thanks for tuning in. You can follow the show at, at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And hey, send us any words that you would like us to talk about. And if you haven't figured it out already, our word of the gay is camp. And over the weekend, I was getting very camp. You went camping. Uh, I didn't go camping. No, I've been organizing a cheeky camp Christmas party, which I'm I believe so excited. Y- you are attending. Yeah. Great. <laughs> You've had my seven reminders. Yes. About <laughs> <laughs> the Spice Girls announced a reunion tour. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. Heaven. And yeah. I've actually recently rediscovered Savage Garden. That's great. Why I say that that is <laughs> yeah. also part of the camp. Please explain. Because yeah, yeah. when Darren Hayes decided to announce his homosexuality and he came out of the closet, his music went from one le- one level to the next. Yes, it, it went. Oh, it was so liberating. I love that you described his coming out as announcing his homosexuality. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't know, camp is a word used to describe an effeminate gay man. So someone with more feminine mannerisms. You're looking at it, Dale. <laughs> camp is used to describe art in the sense of being very lively, audacious, dynamic. It can also be regarded as quite cheesy. And it can sometimes also describe certain individuals like Liberace, Peter Allen, David Everidge, you know, performers like Brandy Ford. They're all there. <laughs> all the big ones. Well, look me over. <laughs> I didn't get dressed like this for just any old special. How'd you like the entrance? Is that okay? 
The word camp comes from the French slang term say camper. Is it say camper? That sounds right. That sounds you're confident, so it's fine. Which means to pose in an exaggerated fashion. The first known use was in 1671 in a French play where a valet was trying to convince his master to camp about on one leg with a hand on his hip. And according to writer and theorist Samuel R. Delaney, the term camp originally developed from the practice of female impersonators and prostitutes visiting military groups to sexually service soldiers. Such a simpler time. (laughs) It evolved later into a description of the ascetic choices of behaviour of homosexual men. And in 1909, it actually entered the Oxford Dictionary to say ostentatious, exaggerated, affected, theatrical, effeminate or homosexual pertaining to characteristics of homosexuals, which is obviously obviously still being used today. And it was made a bit more mainstream by Susan Sontag in her landmark essay, Notes on Camp. And in 2012, artist and filmmaker Bruce LaBruce, he wrote his essay and kind of expanded on her ideas called Notes on Camp slash Anti-Camp. He described the ways in which camp had been stripped away from the gay communities as a secret code for their queerness and commercialised in heteronormative mainstream, which I'm not sure if I completely agree with because I actually read somewhere that camp was defined as a subcultural appropriation by gays of mainstream culture and a subversion of mainstream culture. Right. So it kind of just goes both ways, I think. Yeah. I don't think it's been taken away from the gays and I don't think it originally was owned by the gays. Yeah, it's like the gay interpretation of everything. Queer Eye. Oh. Can you believe? Susan. Susan Sontag. She. Lady Sontag. Had a couple of other good points about camp or defining it because it had never really been deconstructed mm-hmm. before she wrote her essay. It's the love of the exaggerated, the off, the unnatural. It's esoteric, so it's something of like a private code, a badge of identity for some. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of double meanings, which means, like we said earlier, like a lot of people will watch the same mainstream art or entertainment and they'll just see it for what it is and then other people will appreciate it for its camp value. So for some people, camp can be something that is so bad it's good or cheesy or they like it because it's ironic. But for me, camp is something that's like over the top but joyful or just like a really pure expression. Mm -hmm. So I saw Bohemian Rhapsody on the weekend. Yes, so did my flatmate. It was great. And Freddie Mercury was always camp. But in fact, Queen was always camp. Mm. And that's a bunch of straight guys. Like, their well, music, their... Three out of four. Three out of four, yeah. <laughs> I think of Freddie Mercury and then I think of Queen. And there's nothing, like, tasteless or, like, bad about their music. It's art. It's high quality. It, you know, changed so much. But other people might have not appreciated it for its camp value. Mm-hmm. There's, like, camp in heavy metal. There's camp in rock music. And a straight audience might watch that and think, this is really serious. And and then you might watch that and be like, oh, my God, this is, like, so over the top. Oh, like, and I so want to break free the film clip. Heaven, where they're all in drag. That film clip was actually banned on MTV back in the early 80s because it was seen as totally inappropriate. Yeah, and that wasn't even Freddie Mercury's idea. It was the straight drummers. Yes. Yeah, so I just think that camp is a way of looking at things and seeing the world, and it's a mostly individual experience. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the bandango? Thunderbolt and lightning, very, very frightening me. I guess for me, being naturally camp myself, and also in the arts, I go to a lot of different performances, whether they be stage shows, cabarets, pantomimes. The camper, the better for me in regards to the theatrical, the -the over-the-top, comedically. Do you like some sexual innuendo? I do like a bit of a sexual innuendo. And you walk out just feeling fucking fabulous. Yeah, totally. It just gives you, like, energy. Saw Cher about a month ago. Yeah. 
there is nothing ironic for me about Cher. There's nothing bad about Cher. No. Everything around her, yep, it can maybe fall into that artifice, over-the-top, elaborate mm-hmm. sort of stuff. But like her voice and the music and she's so self-aware and funny and it's just like makes you feel amazing. Yeah, unapologetic. Yeah. But even before she started that show... She's always been camp. No, but even like oh. like half an hour before the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> While we were sitting in there, she'd specifically, or her you know, stage managers or whatever, to get the whole audience and the vibe, you had the campus music, like village oh. people, Diana Ross. Lovers in the air. Lovers in the air. Like it was just one hit after the other. It was just gay anthem, cam. gay anthem, gay anthem. And everyone was just, yeah. I've never seen. I've never seen that other before like a show. you already at the concert. People dancing. Dancing. For everyone an hour. Up. For an hour, yeah. and it was just a DJ on stage. Wasn't you know, he Lady was fucking camp too. <laughs> he was just excellent. He was the one of the camp. He was in something glittery and like went went off stage, and everyone's just like. Ah! Also, though, camp does extend beyond music and film and entertainment and performance. Mm-hmm. It can be fashion or furniture or interior People. design. And some examples are like plastic fruit, light fixtures in the form of flowers, pink flamingos. And, oh my God, those Barbies that used to stand on the top of your grandmother's toilet that had like the frou-frou dress. <laughs> <laughs> can you believe? Our relationship, the LGBT plus relationship with camp is obviously very different to the heterosexual relationship to camp. It's also us embracing ourselves. I see it as a reflection of ourselves embracing ourselves. Yeah, there's definitely an authenticity that comes with being queer. You are able, well, when you get to a certain point, maybe anyway, to just be yourself. Probably because you're just facing so much other stuff that's more important. Like, why not just like the things you like and be how you want to be? There's no point hiding. Well, I mean, you've already done the hard work by telling everybody who you are. But yeah, it's definitely a genuine thing. People might try to write it off as a a stereotype. Mm -hmm. We're definitely heading towards it in the queer community anyway, or in the gay male community, where men are kind of... There's a pressure, I think, for gay men to be a bit more homogenous. Effeminacy is looked down upon. Yes. Mask is like the goal and camp qualities are looked down on. But the thing is that I find a lot of people that participate in mask drag, Mm -hmm. very camp. (laughs) I can see you. Don't think you're fooling anyone. Because you get one just or be two drinks. You get one or two drinks <laughs> yeah. into them, and all of a sudden, it just starts to get a little bit fabulous. <laughs> um, and yeah, so there's very much a thing that men can be real men, and gay men are the same as everyone else, and it's got no relation to femininity, but having you know your sexuality and blah blah blah. But yeah, there just is a culture of camp, and you can't really get around it. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, and it's gone back. To like the early times, back to Oscar Wilde, there was like something in the culture that focused on style and aesthetics and something a bit like exaggerated. I read in Vice a while ago a very funny quote, which was, lots of us have camp tastes when we're children. Some of us grow out of them and others grow up to be homosexuals, mm-hmm. which is just so true. <laughs> I never grew out of my camp taste. Neither did I. I loved my Barbies. But also, like, even just being able to go out and enjoy share and not being questioned for it or sitting at a bar with my legs crossed with a cigarette between my two fingers as opposed to my index finger and my, oh my thumb. God. Or a Cosmo, on the other hand, and being like, I'm Carrie Bradshaw. You know, that sort of effeminate manner is very much not stigmatised within our community. It's just embraced as opposed to, I guess, the heterosexual world where it's questioned. Why is that straight man sitting there with his legs crossed? Why wouldn't he like share? Why, why, why? Why is he watching rom-coms? Oh, 
I was actually, like, during high school, like, frowned upon by my teenage brothers because I didn't like scary movies. And it was seen as, you know, being a wuss or being a pussy. Why is Brendy watching First Wives Club? Why is Brendy crying to beaches? Still. That was my childhood. I'm assuming it was the same for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you don't own me. You're not funny. No way. I'm out. I'm not. Stop it! No, I'm not gonna. No. You don't own me. Don't say I'm I not can't go with other boys. No. And don't. Camping about, camping, camping things up, or to camp means to act camp. So basically over-the-top, exaggerated, drama queen theatricality, being outrageous, pretending to be outraged, as well as, of course, effeminacy. Also, a very old-school camp trait is the lisp, the gay lisp. Ah, the lisp. As in putting on the list. Well, we don't know if it's... There's actually been a documentary made about that. Right. Is it genetic? Is it socially influenced? <laughs> Who knows? But it's a thing. So yeah. Some people do have lists. Some people and they're not all there. gay. <laughs> I've always wondered why some men sound gay and others don't. Calliope, do you want some water? Do you want a nut? I've made a performance career out of my natural camp self where at times, yep, sometimes it's a little bit heightened on stage, but not really. And audience members will come to it and be like, oh my God, isn't he just fantastic? Oh my God, he's just hysterical and just acts so camp on stage. And friends will come and they'll be like, that is literally him just in life in general. He's like that on the couch watching a movie, just one-on-one, and he's like (laughs) that. Like, It does my head in when people say acting. It's like, you know, the straight acting gay guy or Mm. the... You, know, you don't question an Aussie ocker masculine football player. Why has he got to act so ocker? True, or uh, you don't question a female who's a tomboy. Oh, why yeah. is she so into pants and sports? <laughs> she just is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she just loves pants. Yeah. And women. <laughs> or men in pants. Whatever. But a pair of pants Ta-da! would keep us together. You think that a pair of jeans that fits all three of you is going to fit all of this? When I came out... Can I get real with you, Len? Yep, when you announce you're gay. Yeah, when I yep. when I came out of the closet and you know, for 17 years, I'd sort of been very, very wary of what I was doing and how I acted and hanging out with the boys at school and following the leader as such. And then all of a sudden, it sort of got to that point where I was like, enough is enough. Admitted to myself and then slowly told my friends and then told my family and this weight came off my shoulders. And, and I actually said it to my mother the other day on the phone. She came to my 30th and it was just a whole different world because she hasn't been around my big gay community. Because mm. when I came out, at 18 she couldn't understand why I told all my friends first and recently I just said to her I said can you understand now I said the love in that room at my 30th Mm. I said you had a mixed bag of gay people there and I said yeah you had the masculine gays and the the feminine gays and lesbians and bisexuals and the theatricals and, and whatever else I said but everyone there had been through the same experiences and everybody was there supporting each other and she goes it was wonderful It was just wonderful. But, you know, for me, at 18, I started to really discover who I was. And that was a camp, theatrical individual who likes crossing his legs and loves... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. music and loves celebrating himself for the natural self that he is. Yeah, so it's almost a bit offensive if people are accusing you of being camp now. Or acting. When, acting camp now, sorry. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant. When you're actually acting for most of the first part of your life. I was acting up until I was yeah. 18. But while you were acting, do you still think you had you had obviously camp tastes and oh, tendencies? Or were yeah. they a bit more hidden? Do you think anyone knew that maybe you were gay? or yes. yes. I think a lot of my friends, when I told them, they were like, we've been at the party for a while now, Brendy. We've been yep. waiting for you to arrive. But you had to take your own time. Certain interests, like my music interests as a yep. teenager, got camper and camper. Fashion choices. And... Yeah, with backing all of that up, I was in Dusty the Musical, as you know, recently. Yeah. Yep. And the one scene that I was in, because I was a cameo, I was cameo Lusty the Drag Queen. <laughs> and I'm on stage doing my thing. And it wasn't until after the show that I actually got to see a little bit of footage of what was happening in that scene. Because mm. I was way too focused on, obviously, me and my three backup dancers and yep. liaising with Dusty that I didn't know what the ensemble was doing. And they'd obviously been given the direction of, you guys are in a nightclub, it's a gay bar, do this, whatever. It's, you know, the late 70s. And it wasn't... <laughs> It wasn't until I actually saw everyone and these two ensemble members stood out for me because one was in his 19 and the other yep. one was 22 and, you know, both young and straight and lovely guys. But the direction that they'd taken, or obviously the choice that they had taken was to obviously act incredibly camp. But looking at it, for me, as a 30-year-old gay man, watching them on stage doing the flamboyant hands mm. and the little gestures and the pats to each other and clutching the pearls and popping the hip and all that sort of stuff. I looked at it and I thought, this is not natural. For me, I thought, are they making a mockery? Well, is that yeah the only way they see is gay that, is people? Is that the only way that they see gay people? It's is quite dated. That, like, that's the sort dated. of d- representation you expect to see like 20 years ago or something. Yeah. Not really now. Not that that isn't a representation, but to be like, you two act gay and then they both do that. It's like, oh. But yeah, that's mm. not really necessary. It feels more just like a stereotype. Lenny, tis almost the season to be jolly. Can you believe it? It is, and I've already been thinking about Christmas presents for a month. Ah, like the presents you're going to get? No, the presents I'll give everyone else. Ah, I did that months ago. You're such an organised gay, Brendy. I do have a handful left, and I was stuck for ideas until the wine gallery came along. That's right, and the wine gallery are doing Christmas perfectly. Lots and lots of alcohol. Ah, Christmas isn't just for kids, and let's face it, wine is your only saving grace when it comes to spending the holidays (laughs) with family. Too true. And the wine gallery have made dealing with your homophobic uncle so much easier with their 12 Wines of Christmas advent calendar. Order it for yourself and count down the nights with 12 of their highest rated bottles of the year. Or order it for your homophobic uncle. The more he drinks, the sooner he falls asleep. They'll also send you Christmas recipes, wine pairings, tasting notes, and a couple of other festive surprises. And you can include a gift note at the checkout, which they'll personally handwrite for you. It's a Christmas miracle. So visit thewinegallery.com.au and get $25 off your first box when you use the code WordOfTheGay at checkout. 
Brendy, one of the worst things about mattresses is how you can't wash them. Oh, I know. I've got stains on my mattress. I don't know where they came from. Thanks for that image, Brendy. What? They're not necessarily from bodily fluids. They're mostly from bubbles. I know. And the worst part is when you're moving house, which I've recently done, and you're trying not to get offended when the removalist put on gloves before touching your mattress. <laughs> well, Lenny, mattress embarrassment is officially over thanks to Koala. That's right. Koala mattresses have a removable, washable cover that zips off and goes straight in the machine. I've never felt so clean. I sometimes forget the sheet and just sleep directly on the mattress. That's how clean they are. Koala mattresses start at $950 for a double, with Afterpay and ZipPay available on all purchases. So visit koala.com and get $150 off purchases over $1,000 when you use the code WORDOFTHEGAY at checkout. Lenny, the question, is camp dead, has come up, and I have one answer for you. Yeah, but is No. It? Yeah. <laughs> I How agree. fucking no? Not only in, in regards to individuals, but our culture at large. You've got the, drag culture. Yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race just keeps getting more and more popular. And out of the gay community. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just with everyone. Yeah, it recently won three Emmys in a row. What more proof do you need? But then you've also got the Met Gala, which next year, their theme is camp. Fabulous. And it is hosted by, and I think... Lady Dorf. Gaga. No, sorry. <laughs> Harry Styles from One Direction. Mm, he can get in and around me. He's camping it up <laughs> recently. He is delicious. Yeah, while well, like gay men still gravitate to divas and train wrecks <laughs> and pop music, especially over sometimes like original works of gay fiction and movies, camp is still alive and well. And it's not going to be going and also, anywhere anytime soon. For some people, it's just natural the way they are, what they yeah. like. So how can it die? The younger generation are still curious about the old camp icons. So while they still seek them out, it kind of lives on. Modern day ones like Lady Gaga, Adam Lambert, um, Kylie Minogue, Ricky Lee, if you come to Midsummer every year in <laughs> Melbourne. Uh, oh, definitely. It dates back to like, in terms of icons, like the 1940s. Judy Garland, Betty Davis, Joan Crawford. Crawford, Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, and then like all those, those melodramas as well, like of the 40s and 50s, mm-hmm. Rock Hudson. So it's Jane not a new Dean. thing and it's not dying. <laughs> no So I really think the gay best friend, GBF, yep. has changed dramatically, even just in the last 10 years. Oh, definitely. And the most iconic gay best friend to um, hit the TV screens was obviously Jack McFarland, Will and Grace in oh, yeah. 1998. Very much, you know, the flamboyant gay best friend. And then, you know, 20 years later, you look back on those oh, episodes and well, you're like, God, we've come a long way. First of all, I'd like to say thank you to Joe Black. Thank you for giving me my piercing blue eyes, my impossibly high cheekbones, my rock-hard ass, and my feminine side, which I did not get from my mother. Twelve years after that, Kurt Hummel in Glee debuted. And he was such a fascinating, brilliant character. Teenager, wasn't apologetic for who he was, Mm. but then also you saw all the different stages that he went through. But he wasn't the comedic sidekick. Yeah, and he wasn't a stereotype as well. Yeah, it's actually quite, I'm a fan of Glee. And thinking about it now, yeah, it was actually a really good character to have him seemingly ticking all these stereotypical boxes, but he didn't come across that way at all. He was his own person and own, like, unique character. Oh, God, I would have loved to have had, one, that show when I was at high school, and two, that character that went through the lights and shades of what it's like to be a teenager coming out. 
And then his ultra-supportive masked dad. Yeah, 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 who didn't understand it at the beginning, but then, like, purposely went yep. out and taught himself yep. and educated and provided him with his condoms for his first <laughs> sexual experience. <laughs> I'm gay. I know. Really? I've known since you were three. Yeah, and of course, in the case of Kurt, he was obviously bullied in the show, and it's the case that camp kids are bullied more often. Yeah, because um, they're different, yeah. they stand out. There's a scene in season one, it's the Lady Gaga episode, and a couple of the school bullies corner Kurt, and he's dressed up like Lady Gaga, and it's just heaven, and he has this brilliant monologue where he's just standing up for himself and very much says, I'm never going to change. You can hit me, you can do whatever you want to me, but I'm never going to change. Fine. You want to hit me? You want to beat me up? Go ahead. But I swear to you, I will never change. I'm proud to be different. It's the best thing about me. So go ahead. Hit me. I believe I will. Sir, would you like to go first? You're not hitting anyone. So in The Simpsons, who have had quite a few gay-themed episodes... They have. In the episode Homer's Phobia, Bart causes some damage to the home and Marge needs to sell her Civil War doll that once belonged to her grandma. The whole family goes to this collectible shop called Cockamamie's (laughs) and the employee there tells her that it's actually not a doll at all. It's actually just an old alcohol bottle and it's like really funny. The head screws off and she's like really disappointed and says that her grandma must have been an alcoholic. But the shop employee is actually John Waters, Mm. puts in an amazing performance, even in cartoon, and he is like really enthusiastic about everything in the store and he's like going through stuff with them and pointing out a crossword that was owned by Jackie O and they make a joke about her spelling. (laughs) Um, And there's just all this other chic junk. And Homer's like, who buys this stuff? And he's like, it's camp. And he's like, what's camp? And he said, it's the, (laughs) his definition is the tragically ludicrous, the ludicrously tragic. Oh yeah, like when a clown dies. Well, sort of, but I mean more like inflatable furniture or Last Supper TV trays or even this bowling shirt. Can you believe Homer loves him. The whole family loves him because he's just a hoot. And they invite him home. He loves their suburban house. He, like, goes on and on about the corn drapes. (laughs) So you're seeing the the suburban home through, like, a gay man's eyes. And he's just appreciating everything for, like, a different reason. Mm -hmm. And he's like, how quaint are Pearl's and the little girl? And Lisa's, like, really uncomfortable. (laughs) Then him and Homer start to dance to Alicia Bridges' I Love the Nightlife. Which had just kind of had a resurgence because of Priscilla. Yes. And then like bumping like hips and stuff and it's just fucking so fabulous in camp i just had a little moment of proudness when you were talking because you said your first hoot yeah i know (laughs) i felt like a a proud grandmother Uh, You know, you've got really camp films. Obviously, as you just said, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, one of the most iconic, but also one of my favourites, The Birdcage. Yep, that's so good. Oh, my God. When Robin Williams is trying to teach Nathan Lane how to, like, masculinely walk. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, come on, come on, Martha Graham, Martha Graham. (laughs) Bob Fuzzy, Bob Fuzzy. I love Robin Williams in that. He is, like, my style icon. I wish I could dress as casually and comfortably in, like, those Uh, Miami-style, like, Hawaiian shirts. Shirts and totally back in. You know, it just reminded me of one of the campus scenes ever in film, which is Robin Williams getting made over in Mrs. Doubtfire as every single yes. icon ever by Harvey Feinstein. We've had this, not Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> We've had that face you before. Gave you a very 
weird look there. He's like, you know, Broadway performer, very deep voice. Kind of dope. And he he makes him up as Barbara and he's like singing along to them. Rob Williams was such a good... Oh, God, he was just incredible. I thought he was gay my whole, like, for so long, like, of my childhood. And then I was like, actually a bit sad when he was. Val's uncle, Uncle Al. Oh, what's the point to be Val's gay Uncle Al? Oh, I could play it straight. Oh, please, look at you. Look at the way you're holding your glass. Look at your pinky. Look at your posture. What? What about you? You're obviously not a cultural whatever it is. You've never been to a museum and you eat like a pig. But speaking of TV, with the transition of black and white to colour, that's when they started to actually bring in camp television shows. And the most iconic and the first one was Batman. Yes. Which all the cartoon, like, pow, wow, like the pop art <laughs> yeah. that they brought into it, the costuming, the relationship between yes, Batman yeah. and Robin. Like, the subtext. Cat Lady was clearly just a fag hag. <laughs> Here, take my bat radio. I looked it up this morning. That class of missile receives on a wavelength. Famous and iconic camp advertisements of the early 90s. One being my favourite, Mentos. Yes, definitely. Mentos, freshness. Brittany Murphy obviously has that little moment in Clueless where she's singing it. But the actual advertisements are just the epitome of cheesy. Mm. It's heaven. I've actually performed it on stage in drag (laughs) where I turn around to the audience once it's the... Um, middle of my show and I'm like I'm just going to uh, have a have a cheeky breather um, here are some advertisements and then all of a sudden the <laughs> mental starts and everyone's just like oh my god like because everyone just knows yeah. Mentos fresher fresh goes better with Mentos fresh and full of life Mentos the, the fresh, fresh maker. maker there are so many camp icons mm-hmm. but just to name a few Carmen Miranda yes Faye Dunaway. Oh, no more wire hangers. <laughs> Mummy dearest. Paddy Duke. Bette Midler. Favourite Bette Midler movie, yours? Well, as a child, it was Beaches. Yes. I'm not even kidding. Okay, yep. And Gypsy. And like I said, yeah, First Wives Club. Oh, as an adult, that's my favourite. Yep. Yeah. Every performance she gives is campus. Oh, and Hocus Pocus. She's had yes, so like many. Good. Every, nothing bad oh, about it. Amazing. Incredible, yeah. incredible performances. But her specifically, I was like, I love it because the gays discovered her in a bathhouse because she was performing there. Yeah. But First Wives Club for me, I've watched it since, I don't know, I was about six, 1994. Up until today, I'm like, do not get sick of it. The closing scene for me where her, Goldie Horn and Diane Keating do You Don't Own Me, not going to lie, probably one of my favourite songs ever, did make the DJs at my birthday play it. <laughs> and on the dance floor, we went fucking nuts. And even going home on Saturday night with my best friend, James Bryce, we were running down Wellington Street <laughs> in Collingwood with that playing on our mobile phone. That's cute. Singing it, <laughs> celebrating our singleness. <laughs> note of loving Bette Midler, but more so loving camp. That brings us to the end of this week's episode. It does. Thanks for tuning in. You can follow the show at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, please send us some word suggestions if you have any. Um, Every word suggestion you want. Christmas is coming, so if you have a Christmas suggestion, yep. let us know. Thanks again for tuning in. Bye! Bye! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. 